Welcome to the Huge Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. You can find us online in a bunch of different places. You know, my favorite right now is Twitter, at HOCS Podcast. I should probably put a little bit more up there, but I like it because, you know what, I can just type. And typing seems to be a little bit better for me than sometimes talking or being on camera, and it certainly does take a little bit less energy. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can also go to the website and you can buy stuff. Uh, Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary.com. You can go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to it, and hopefully more content will continue to come out on YouTube. So far, so good. Uh, we got 100 videos up there right now, or 100, a little bit more than that, and there's more stuff coming out. You know, this is, we're just getting started. We're just scratching the surface in season four here, folks. I mean, you know, you're 17 or 18 episodes in, and that's just the beginning of the 100 episodes that will be coming out this season. It's just a lot of content, and it is nonstop. We're just going to post them every day. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I'm going to watch people not download them. But that's all right, because that's not the point. Today's point is, what do cosplayers sell? Um, And, you know, when I was coming up with this topic, it was really interesting because I don't think I've ever actually answered this question formally. Um, I've never really said, what are you exactly selling as a cosplayer? And I think it's kind of a trap because, you know, most of the time it comes down to modeling. At least, uh, these are my opinions. You know, you, you can say what you will about this and you can totally disagree with me and that's fine. Um, you know, that's the it's the republic we live in here in the United States. The, you know, you're a model of some kind. You're an un, unregulated, uh, relatively unknown model who borrows intellectual property from different spaces and showcases it on their feeds that they don't pay anything for. At least most of them you don't. I don't know. There, there might be some that you actually have to pay for, but... If you're on Instagram and you're showcasing a cosplay, you're kind of modeling, right? Okay, so this is this is what I see. So we're getting to the part where this is kind of a trap. So sometimes everything is purchased. Sometimes it's made. Um, but what's actually being sold is your ability to model and be an online personality. Be an influencer of some kind, right? Have a persona. But it isn't it isn't really the way I like to go. As, as much as... As much as this podcast, like as much as I feel like I go back and listen to my goodness, the the first few podcasts where I wasn't used to talking to myself so much, whoo, those are rough. They are rough. I was so worried that any of it was going to come out at all, and I was very polite about everything. And though the filters are still in place, folks, I'm not going to just you know have a sweary podcast because there's that already exists. You guys want to go listen to people curse for an hour? There are all sorts, Um, you know, go to one of the after hours things at a con. You'll hear all about it. Uh, I I haven't shown my face. I guess I should. (laughs) I should. I should start uh, maybe networking with other podcasters. Be like, hello. Yes, I have 350 podcasts. And they'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I, we've never heard of you, you know, uh, um, uh, but anyways, yes, we, we came a long time and it really isn't the way I like to go. I don't like to be the attention you know the the attention seeking has its place right it, it, but it's high stress it's it's a lot of pressure and we already put a lot of pressure on ourselves this is the ter- the term that i use for the people that are out there doing this sort of model cosplay stuff is a pop cosplayer pop pop cosplayer i've mentioned it before i'm gonna say it again i'll probably talk about it a lot because to me it's pop cosplay it's the the new thing comes out um we get a big feeling of missing out when we see more people going to premieres and having the cosplay that's relevant to the movie 
and they drop it the a week after that movie comes out they're on in the next movie pop cosplay i mean it's like it's like one of those pop-ups right pop-ups they just show up when they need to tell, sell t-shirts the t-shirts are suddenly there they're suddenly relevant for whatever's going on that day you buy them the end that is you know to me that's just what pop cosplay feels like it's like oh this series has come out just watch how many people are gonna like dress up like jedi as soon as obi-wan kenobi comes out because obi-wan kenobi you know and you know that the the fandoms burn themselves out so quickly now because of that i mean spider-man uh what didn't come out that long ago now it's you know multiverse madness didn't come out that long ago and i would say within maybe a week maybe two like Two at the most. We'll give it two. I mean, that's usually how long I promote one of my shows. So about two weeks goes by and it's gone. It's just poof, gone. Like no one even cares about the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. All of the people that went out and got those, they 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 put it into Instagram to ride that wave for trends because that's really what we're doing. We're just we're fishing for trends. And when movies come out, that's when all of the excitement and hype and that's when the marketers get out there and promote the movie and they look for people who are doing stuff like this. So it gives you a little bit more visibility, right? We're not totally ignorant of this process. I may not be in the movie industry, but I'm not, like I understand how it works. Um, I'm on both sides of the fence, folks. Like I look for people who could possibly do this, like going going into influencer marketing. It's very slow to be accepted into the business world, but not so much in the movie community because these big corp, like these big communications companies that own these film industries, they are the that own a lot of the uh, film companies that produce these movies. They are looking for you. They want you to promote their show because anyone and everyone can go to a movie. Like it's a very broad market, but does it align with you? You know, that's that's really the thing with that. So, what are you selling? You know, like what, what do you sell? If you're a brand, you're selling you, um, but what do you do? You know, are you, are you filling a need? Are you filling a need inside of the community? Telling people to go to a movie, is that really filling a need? You know, the, the thing that you didn't know about, that you didn't want, that you don't have money for, buy it. You know, like that's, um, it has, it has an edge to it. Uh, you know, what, what's the practicality of forcing people to want to see just one movie? Like, why aren't we promoting all of the movies? only the superhero movies that also is very driven by you know the influences in the community and the amount of people who are actually trending and the trends of people searching for things and inside of the community if you're already doing this you know it's a lot of superhero craze and attention right now so that is what you see the pop cosplayers you're you're not going to see like period pieces or movies and things like it just doesn't draw as much attention so these big blockbuster billion dollar movies are what everyone wants to talk about because they want to get a piece of that action. They want to go to the premieres. Uh, people are traveling all over the country. People are traveling all over the country to go to premieres now. I've never even been. I've never been to one. It sounds really expensive. It really does. Like, I mean, just going to a movie in general is expensive. Um, it's also probably really uncomfortable to sit in a movie theater or cosplay, but that's besides the point. The uh, the thing, you know, uh, something else you can do, you know, you can sell, you can sell your art and your creations, right? You can sell prints and guides and books and calendars and digital products. There's merch. There are things to be sold, other than just being a pop cosplayer. So there, there are different. There are many levels of cosplayers and cosplay. There are many levels. What exactly is it that? Uh, you know, you're you're drawing people towards what what is that thing that you want to share with these people, other than modeling the cosplay? Are there things you're creating? Did you make these things yourself? Are you promoting somebody else's work in 
what they've created for you in terms of a cosplay, the photographer, all the other pieces that go along with this. There's not much of a focus and it gets a little lazy after a while. You just you just get burned out of posting. I don't even post that much. I get burned out of posting because, you know, like from, from my perspective, it's like every time you put a post out, there's a reaction. And usually a reaction is within 24 hours. After that, there's like almost nothing. And it's fairly calm. But when you post, um, especially when you get a bigger account, when you post, things go bananas for at least a good couple of hours. You know, like you're just, you just get a million alerts and all this other stuff happens. People share you out. You know, there's, there's definitely, and there's definitely um, some dopamine that goes along with that. They're, like it's definitely a ride to um, just be a regular person and to have all these photos on your phone. And basically whenever you put one up, um, once you get to a certain point, there's just a flood of action when you do that. Um, you know, working with a fitness supermodel a few years back. And I remember just like being, being on a call with her after she'd posted something and just hearing the phone go like constantly, like she, she had two phones, of course, uh, one for all of this stuff. And then her personal phone, which actually isn't a bad idea. The posting phone, the, with all of the accounts and things on it, that, that was just, it was just going freaking crazy. It's just constant. And she uh, maybe had 20 or 30,000 followers back then. Like it wasn't like a ton, but it's for Instagram. It was a lot. Yeah. And oh, there's so much I could have done now. So much I could have done now. Sorry. I uh, wish I was a little bit better at it then. Um, you know, seven years got, went by and I got a little bit better. But what do you, what do you want to be fo- like? What do you want to be focused on? And what is it exactly that you're drawing people towards? You know, that that's the question. And a lot of it for me is, you know, so what and why? And you need to answer and also figure out who it is that you want to join you on this journey. Like you need to know who your market is. You need to know who you're targeting. These are the people that are going to click and subscribe to you on Patreon. These are the people who are going to buy your stuff. They're going to subscribe to you on YouTube and Twitch and pledge money to you for existing and for all the things that you create. And, you know, how you do that or how you fade away from that, you know, it just it was the last time that you got an answer from a large account. You know, like when, when have you, when have you posted much, um, you know, or, con- you know, like you could... I could probably put comments on a celebrity post from now and the rest of time and I would never hear anything back from them. And I know that. And really it's like discouraging because, you know, the bigger accounts and why I don't follow very many people who have 100,000 or more followers uh, or even less than that, like 50,000 or more. The reason why I don't is because you almost never get seen. Either they don't pay attention to their comments or they just can't. They're one person. So if you've got that many people, like, no, you can't really tend to all of those individuals. You can't. It's impossible. Um, it's even hard for a firm to do it. And, you know, that's that's the problem with social media. And it's also the problem with doing it at a corporate level. Okay, so if anybody's thought about this, if you build an online presence as a company, expect that those people will want you to try and comment and try and be customer service all day for those people that are commenting on your social media. Fortunately, most companies do not have this problem because they cannot gain traction on social media. But for those that do, 
oh my goodness, like I can't, um, I would not want to be in those people's shoes and just have to sit there and not only post content for something that's slightly boring, but also get a lot of questions and people who just want answers through that platform, through that platform, uh, from the brand about things that are going on. And yeah, maybe they don't respond back. Like when they get to a certain size, not many, not many large accounts do, but I think there's still an expectation within an organization that you would have the diligence or provide the due diligence for that. So where do I want to end? I want to end with uh, really just the thought of being, you know, knowing yourself, know yourself, know your audience and have a goal for what you want to create for them. Not for you, because that's not going to get you any more views or likes or anything. Like people are not going to care if you're just doing this for yourself. If you haven't figured out what other people want and what you're selling them, that's what you need to do. Like you need to know what they want. What is the content that they want to see and where's the crossroads? Like where does this align with you? That is what you create. If you're just doing it for you, then don't get upset about the algorithm. So this is Scotty B with Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary saying bye-bye everybody. Bye.